Today's gospel text comes from Matthew chapter 26, verses 14 through 25. I invite you to stand in body or spirit for the reading of the gospel. Then one of the twelve, who was called Judas Iscariot, went to the chief priest and said, What will you give me if I betray him? They paid him thirty pieces of silver. And from that moment he began to look for an opportunity to betray him. Now on the first day of unleavened bread, the disciples came to Jesus, saying, Where do you want us to make preparations for you to eat the Passover? He said, go into the city to a a certain man and say to him, the teacher says, my time is near. I will keep the Passover at your house with my disciples. So the disciples did as Jesus had directed them, and they prepared the Passover meal. When it was evening, he took his place with the twelve. And while they were eating, he said, truly, I tell you, one of you will betray me. And they became, became greatly distressed and began to say to him one after another, Surely not I, Lord. And he answered, The one who has dipped his hand into the bowl with me will betray me. The Son of Man goes that it is, as it is written of him, but woe to that one by whom the Son of Man is betrayed. It would have been better had that one not have been born. Judas, who betrayed him, said, Surely not I, Rabbi. And he replied, You have said so. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. Gracious God, open our hearts and our ears and our minds this morning, for we long to hear you speaking to us. In the name of Christ, amen. Okay, friends, I want you to buckle your seatbelts and hop into a time machine with me. So we're going to go back to the year 1498. Now, you might be thinking, what in the world of any relevance happened in the year 1498? That would be a good question to ask. Now, I did not know this, but there are official Wikipedia pages for years, and so I went to the year... 1498, it's Wikipedia page. And for the most part, you would be correct. Nothing of much uh, interest or relevance happened in the year 1498. Uh, Christopher Columbus was over in South America doing his discovery thing. Uh, There were some religious revolts all across the European continent. Few kings and queens got their heads chopped off. Nothing really out of the norm for the 15th century. But something else happened in the year 1498, something more relevant to our time today, because it was in 1498, after four years of work, that Leonardo da Vinci finished his masterpiece, The Last Supper, which we have here on the screen. Now, if that image looks familiar to you, it's because it's on the front of the bulletin, and it's been there for the past five weeks. Um, I just noticed that a few days ago. (laughs) This is one of the world's most famous paintings. 
It has existed throughout time as a reminder and a snapshot of the text that we just read together from Matthew 26. And it's relevant for us today because it's not just talking about the Last Supper, but this moment in time that Leonardo da Vinci captured is the moment when Jesus says to his disciples, to his friends gathered around the table, one of you is going to betray me. Now, Jesus knew that it was Judas, but the disciples didn't. And if you can see, each of the disciples respond in a different way. They're, on their faces, you can see the look of amazement, disbelief. Surely not I, Lord, they each say in their own way. Now, we're going to try something that I don't think we've done here before, but I'm going to read the gospel text again. And as I read this text, I want you to let your eyes gaze on the image and really soak it in. And what I want you to do as I read this text is to notice how many disciples are sitting around the table with Jesus and see if you can guess which is Judas. So as I read, pay attention. Pay, pay attention to the image. Hear these words again from Matthew 26. Then one of the twelve, who was called Judas Iscariot, went to the chief priests and said, What will you give me if I betray him to you? And they paid him thirty pieces of silver. And from that moment on, he began to look for an opportunity to betray him. Now on the first day of unleavened bread, the disciples came to Jesus saying, where do you want us to make preparations for you to eat the Passover? And he said, go into the city to a certain man and say to him, the teacher says, my time is near. I will keep the Passover at your house with my disciples. So the disciples did as Jesus had directed them and they prepared the Passover meal. When it was evening, he took his place with the twelve. And while they were eating, he said, Truly I tell you, one of you will betray me. And they became, became greatly distressed and began to say to him, One after another, Surely not I, Lord. And he answered, The one who has dipped his hand into the bowl with me will betray me. The Son of Man goes as it is written of him, but woe to the one by whom the Son of Man is betrayed. It would have been better for him not to have been born. Judas, who betrayed him, said, Surely not I, Rabbi. And Jesus replied, You have said so. Amen. Were you able to find which one is Judas Iscariot? That's him. Did, did uh, anybody get it right by chance? I'm curious. Show, show of hands. Okay, Ken Blankenship got it right. <laughs> now, I want to just take a moment and point out a few things because it's really wonderful what da Vinci is uh, doing here. Three things that I want to point out about how he portrays Judas in this painting. If you'll notice at the very bottom, I'm not sure if you can uh, see it, but what we have at the table there is a spilled salt shaker. And if you've ever wondered where the superstition comes from, that spilling salt is bad luck, it comes from this painting, right? 
Just above that, you can see him. He's clutching a bag of coins, assumedly the 30 pieces of silver that the chief priests give him to betray Jesus. And then even up farther still, you can see that Judas's face is cast in a, in a shadow. All the other disciples have a halo around their head and as if a spotlight was shining on their face, but Judas is in darkness. Judas is cast as one who lives in the shadow of evil. Make no mistake, da Vinci did this on purpose. Now, in one sense, this seems to be the moral of this story from Matthew 26. Judas betrays Jesus for 30 pieces of silver and then pretends like he would never do such a thing as if Jesus doesn't already know what's happened. In this reading of the text, Judas is the villain. He is the one who has moved into the shadow of sin. And at best, Judas is for us a cautionary tale about what not to do. I have never heard of any parents who have named their child Judas. <laughs> and this is probably why. My friends, Judas is an example of what can happen when we fixate on the temptations of wealth, power, and privilege. He shows us that we can risk losing our closest friends. Let's not forget that Judas was among the 12, and I'm sure he started out just like the other 11. He was enthusiastic about the teachings of Christ. He followed Jesus all around the, 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 the countryside, and we can assume that they were friends. But bit by bit, over time, Judas begins to lose track of what was truly important. He begins to let his greed get the best of him. Now, of course, this doesn't happen overnight. I don't expect that Judas woke up one morning and said, you know, today is a good day to betray Jesus. It's probably not how it happened. It probably happened very slowly over time as the sin of greed took root in his heart and slowly changed his affections from what was good and life-giving to that which takes life away. And I think that's how sin works most of the time. It comes at us gradually, bit by bit, over time, building like a snowball until it causes an avalanche of betrayal. Lifelong friendships don't often fall apart in a day. Families don't often fall apart in a day. Marriages don't often fall apart in a day. But they do fall apart sometimes. Now sometimes friendships and relationships, they just naturally fade away. I'm sure we can all think of a friend we had when we were really small and we just gradually grew apart, no sin or betrayal necessarily involved. But at other times, if we're honest with ourselves, we know that we can risk losing the people that matter most to us because we're too busy focusing on other things. Things like greed, lust, power, 
popularity, pride. When we prize these things over people, when we let these things draw our hearts away from that which is good and of God towards that which takes life away, we take the same risk that Judas took on that night that Jesus was betrayed. We risk losing relationship. Now, my guess is that we are all a little bit like Judas. We don't wake up in the morning and think, you know, today is a good day to betray and neglect the people I love. If that is you in the morning, I think we need to have another conversation. But we are susceptible, aren't we, to the temptations of this world, the temptations that invite us to risk it all to risk the loss of relationship in exchange for a mere 30 pieces of silver. Now, I can't imagine that Will Smith woke up on the morning of the Oscars and said, today's a good day to slap Chris Rock if he says something that I don't like. As we come to a close this morning, I want to point out one of my favorite parts of this text and one of my favorite parts of da Vinci's painting. If we have it back here on the screen, one of my favorite parts of this image is the fact that Judas is at the table. Despite his impending betrayal, he's supper. He hears the words of invitation from Jesus to take and eat, and drink, and receive the grace of God. In fact, if you keep reading in Matthew 26, right after where I, where I stopped, you'll see Jesus institutes this meal that we'll share. And we are to assume that Judas is right there next to Jesus, and he hears, and he receives. Now, I'm not saying that Judas didn't make a mistake. And I'm sure that if Jesus was here, he would say that Judas went way off the deep end. But don't forget that he was there. Now, it may not seem right, it might not seem proper, it might not seem good that Jesus invites him to share the meal. But if Jesus were here and we were to ask him, does Judas receive grace? I think Jesus would say, if my grace is not for those who betray me, who is it for? If the grace of Christ is not for those who betray him, who is it for? On that night when Jesus was betrayed, Jesus heard the invitation of Christ to come and feast at the table of grace. And in just a few moments, you will hear that same invitation to come and share a meal with Christ. Now, if it feels wrong or improper to think that we would share a table with the likes of Judas Iscariot, the great betrayer of Jesus, we're probably in a good place. 
Because if we find that hard to believe, if we find that amazing, friends, I feel like we are getting close to realizing just how amazing, just how infinite God's mercy and grace is. Because he was there. And you will be invited to come. Will you respond? Will you come and eat and drink and receive the grace of Christ that offers you a second chance, offers you the gift of new life? It's Christ's table, and he invites you to come. Whether you are a betrayer in some sense or whether you have been betrayed, you are invited. Thanks be to God. Amen.